Aloha. Because I don't want to look at Sharpies and asshole. The, The most vulnerable you could be to a pantsing is when you're holding that lunch tray. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode number 330 of the show. Stoked that you are in our world. If you're not already, subscribe to our premium content on our Red Circle page. Just go to the episode notes of whatever app. I happen to know that like 78% of you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. So uh, go to your Apple Podcasts app, click on the episode notes of the show, and you can just subscribe from right there. Uh, You can also, if you would like to, go to theballerlifestyle.com. I noticed... Here's what happens. The hosting service. I don't like to get like too into the minutia of how stupid I am, but the I had to renew the hosting for the website, you know, like every once a year or every six months or however not however much money is in my bank account when it comes time to pay for the hosting. Uh, you have to renew it, but they trick you by not telling you when it's going to come due. So that you don't switch to a you don't shop and switch to a no, new host. They just say, "Oh, hey, your hosting's due and your website is suspended until you pay for it." And uh which is fucked, but also kind of smart on their part. But the thing is I was out of pocket for the whole weekend and I didn't want to do a transaction via a shared you know, a public Wi-Fi. And I or or via my phone's hotspot. I guess that would have been better because I do sometimes I buy things on my phone, like credit cards on my phone. I don't know. It took me a couple days, and somebody had reached out and asked our good friend Pete Shalitsky, who's I don't know. I think Pete Shalitsky might be a bad friend now because he's like, "Hey, have you guys ever done Smokey and the Bandit?" Well, if you've listened to the show. Of course, you know that we have reviewed Smokey and the Bandit on this show. It's one of the best ones we've done. Um, but you, if he was trying to listen to it via the website, he wouldn't have been able to because the website was down for a couple of days. Uh, with that explained, everything's up, hunky-dory, running well, and the bonus content is just on fire right now. Ed and I recorded a bonus show already this week that I'll put out a couple days after you're able to hear this. Um, and it just... It's amazing. It's I'll just I'll just give you this just quick teaser. Blowjob attachment for your vehicle. That's all. That's all I'm going to tell you about this week's bonus content, but you as you can imagine, we got a lot of mileage out of that one. Uh so join our Red Circle page. Go to theballerlifestyle.com, click the donation link and become a subscriber. We very much appreciate the people that do subscribe and uh, we would appreciate having more subscribers. Obviously I am joined now as I am every week by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Hey, um, since it seems to be a ongoing thing, uh, RIP to the great John Lewis and 
a civil rights hero that everybody talked about. Yep. You know, they've said everything, but the one thing that any time I've thought of him, once I learned about him, um, is with that Selma march. He he did the first march, not not when there were like tens of thousands of people. It was like a couple hundred. And he led that. He was like 24, That's crazy. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he, he spoke when he was 23 on the, on the march on Washington. He literally walked the walk. But when you think of, I mean, his his patriotism was questioned by a, a certain loudmouth politician. Right. But this dude walked across that bridge knowing that somebody he was going to catch a beating. Yeah. He was going to get hosed still, or, or rubber hosed. Did. Yeah. He took a billy club to the back end. He had a fractured skull and he knew it would be something bad. Maybe he didn't think it would be that bad. He probably was thinking they were going to sick the dogs on him, which is something they really yeah. liked to do back then. Right. Mm-hmm. But he knew it would be bad and he still did it. Yep. And to me, like, I can't imagine anything in my life be, be you know, to, to be that, have that conviction to, to just walk into a beatdown for a cause like that. I mean, something you believe in. Absolutely. Fucking legend. Absolutely. Um, And then the opposite of John Lewis, I thought we should briefly talk about an idiot who thinks he's smart and profound. Nick Cannon. (laughs) I don't know about Nick Cannon. Here's what I know about Nick Cannon. He was married to Mariah Carey. Right. He's really, Unfunny. He was in the uh, remake, a bad remake of Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, See, that's a you've just given me a new detail. Love don't cost a thing. Right. You've given me a new detail on that. He, um, he's, calls himself a comedian, which, and he has like comedy specials. And I'm like, you're supposed to funny right isn't that part yeah. of the deal of being a i'm like i don't really he's not funny and also like i don't think he should be i think there should be some rules as to who's allowed to call themselves a comedian and the other thing i know is that he like hosts everything and just makes all the money he's right. very like very successful yeah that kind of stuff. yeah um he started dabbling into uh lewis farrakhan talk yeah. which is like you can't, you can't conflate one. Yes, there are steps to be taken to help uplift the black community. No, that step isn't uh, going against the Jews right. and saying they're the reason. And they're the, the money lenders controlling everything. Like, come that's on. Old, I mean, that's Jesus a, Christ. That's been that's, around for a long time. That's dumb people thinking they're smart kind of talk. Yeah. I know you like Joe Rogan, but like sometimes I hear his theories and it's like dumb person trying to sound smart talk. Yeah. Like I don't I don't like when people go too into their, you know, deep conspiracies. It just doesn't work. It all falls apart. The Jews were the money lenders that people point to because they couldn't get any other jobs and they just kind of uh, found their their pocket in banking and then it led to yeah, because mo- money was dirty. Like it was it's so dumb. The whole the whole reason that they're like oh jews are the money hoarders no they're the only ones that were willing they were willing to do a job that no one else is willing to do and then they were good at it and like and kept to themselves and then people thought they were planning and scheming against yeah i mean jesus christ 
Nick Cannon can go fuck himself. Yeah. I don't know. So what did he say? He just he said, was just, I'd say he did some retweeting he Char- Charlemagne. He was on some talk mm-hmm. show. Maybe he was just on a podcast and he was talking about, you know, some profound shit. And I think he was with like pro- professor Griff, who was, who oh, was yeah. kicked out of public enemy yeah. in 1989 for anti-Semitism. Like Chuck T booted him 30 years ago. Yeah. And he's, He's on with this guy who calls himself Professor Griff, and he's just a fucking dimwit. But yeah, he got he had some show suspended, and mm. he's trying to keep a low profile so he doesn't lose all his projects. But like, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you, if the Jews were planning on something, the last person they'd be conspiring against is Nick Cannon because yeah. nobody gives a shit about he's, that. He's, he's no consequence. He has, a, I think, he has a morning radio show that make that's like pays like three million dollars a year or something. So hopefully he loses that. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, okay, let's do it. Let's do a couple. Anything else? No. It's just, okay, let's do a couple emails and then we can uh, emails, voicemails, and then we'll do this week's movie. Uh, Bri Bri and Easy Edward. Got through watching about an hour. Oh, this is Urban Cowboy, which we did a couple weeks ago. If you haven't, episode 328, go back and check out Urban Cowboy. I didn't, Urban Cowboy is a, it's a shitty movie, but it's, I also, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Uh, Got through watching about an hour of this movie before calling it quits. What a dog shit movie that was. I've seen more interesting storylines on Brian's favorite website, newbiofilms.com. Oh, no. <laughs> Trade out Gillies for the inconvenience oh, for the convenience store down the street. I have to do some fixing here. The mechanical bull for an NBA jam arcade machine. I was the best in the world at NBA jam for a while. I used to, I worked at a, I was a short order cook at Swenson's and me and my roommate, Dave, what up, Dave? We would get off work. He was a waiter and I was a cook. We would get off work and we would fucking go to this, We'd get high, do some bong rips in my Toyota Tercel, and we would go to this arcade that was on the way home, and we would put $5 in it, and we would fucking beat every kid because we were so locked in. We were so uber stoned and locked in on NBA Jam. We would destroy. We'd usually play as the Houston Rockets, which was, of course, everyone knows that was Kenny Smith and Hakeem Olajuwon. And we would destroy everybody at that game. I was one of the best in the world. So if you ever want to take me on, Dean, we can have a go. But I got I to gotta get my old roommate, Dave, on my side, play partners. And I think he lives in Montana now, so I had to find him. But if you want to yeah. go, you can go. When, when you're bringing up that movie, just revisiting it a couple weeks later, when, when I think about Gillies, it – it is maddening to me that the location scout found one fucking place and they're like, yeah, we're going to, this is where we're going to cut costs. We're just going to do every scene in one place. It's the weirdest thing. Well, there was cheers, also some cheers. trailers involved, Ed, you're forgetting yeah. the trailers, well, sure. but cheers didn't use the bar as much as this movie used Gillies. Gilly- it's crazy. Gillies, a couple of single wide trailers, his uncle's house, who, who friend of the show, at Fido's, Corey pointed out, I believe it was Corey. Oh, no, it was uh, it was Rights of Bill. Sorry. Could have been both of them. Rights of Bill pointed out how fucking old is this guy that an urban cowboy, the dude that played 
that played John Travolta's uncle was 40. What? He was 40 years old in that movie. What? I know. I know. I wish I would have known that. Uh, I mean, yeah. pretty young, but still <laughs> old enough to know not to climb on a roof during a lightning yeah, storm. Yes, on top of the oil refinery. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, and switch. Oh, the mechanical bull for an NBA Jam arcade machine and switch out Bud for me. And the movie is basically my summer between fifth and sixth grade. You didn't get to fuck and or slap around Deborah Winger. Dean. Uh, what a horrible fucking movie. That's from Dean. Um, yeah, it's not a good movie, but I, it's one of those bad movies that I enjoyed watching. I don't know why. I'm good with never seeing it again. Well, I'll never watch it again. But I enjoyed never. watching it while I did. And the whole well, time I was like, forever. this movie sucks. Um, okay, one more email. Or, yeah, email. Uh, I have to call you fellas out and a lot of calling out this week. I have to call you fellas out over your recent episode. While no one can argue with your stance that 1987 Mark Harmon was a beautiful piece of ass. I take exception with your declarations about the modern day version of the man. While sitting at my 83-year-old mother's house a few months ago, I was forced to sit through an entire episode of the dog shit show known as NCIS. Well, nobody's ever seen that show. And my I, I've never seen it. I never claimed to have seen it. You know it's the most watched show. it's the most watched show on TV. Well, olds. Yeah, olds love it's it. It's olds. It's and this yeah. this Mark Harmon, he's on NCIS and he's been on it for years and he probably makes 25 million dollars a year being on ncis and i've never seen one fucking second of it that's uh, why we don't see work so much anymore right exactly and my main takeaway from the drama that unfolded besides that opening that the opening credits would make a perfect music video for america fuck yeah from team america world police <laughs> Is that Corky from Life Goes On, modern reference, would give himself the same hair. Oh, you can't say that as, as Mr. Oh. Harmon. <laughs> he has a bad haircut. Uh, if he had a dull scissors and no mirror, Lloyd Christmas would look at that do and say, oh, yeah. Sean Penn from. OK, we get it. Would be convinced that Mark would be knee deep in poontang with that hairstyle. Aside from that, I love the show. Uh, buy Heroes and Jerks, everyone. It's available at Amazon, and I promise, Ed, I'll finally get around to leaving a review one of these days when I'm not so busy emailing podcasts about my gripes and grievances. Deuce Deuces, that's from TK in Minnesota. Well, I, I mean, Mark Harmon's in his okay. 60s now. Yeah, I sure saw him looks fine. on... Yeah, I saw him on Colbert a couple months ago, and... He rarely gives interviews, but he was he was like celebrating maybe their three millionth episode, you know, something like that. And they had him on and he was just spinning yarns. I mean, you got to think this guy was beautiful. He was UCLA's quarterback. And then immediately they plugged him into Hollywood. And so he's talking about meeting legends and like legendary actresses that he he would like know details about. And you're thinking like he oh, got that. out of college and was just hitting everything yeah. in 1978 or 74, whatever, whenever it was. This guy has lived a career, but he was delightful. He was very charming oh, yeah. and very nice. And I thought he looked handsome. Maybe I'm still just thinking he's Freddie Shoop, but well, I thought he was handsome. You like, don't you don't a few months ago. You don't. Stop being handsome. 
Like you just get right. older. You're just an right. older, he's, handsome guy. Yeah, he's a uh, comparable weight, so it's not like he would change his look so much. He's yeah. just, yeah, it's just a silver fox now. Like this Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. He's also on some show on CBS, I think. And he's in his right. 70s now. And yeah, he's dying the eyebrows and he's dying the hair. And it's not, he's not as svelte. Yeah, he's, got, he's got the Jester mustache right he's doing that whole thing and it's it's unfortunate but you can still look at the guy and go oh yeah that guy used to be magnum pi like mm-hmm. you just like there's no question that the guy used to be or was beautiful now he's just an older beautiful guy all right thanks for the emails guys let's bang out a couple voicemails and we'll talk about the movie He's so easy to hate Your time he likes to waste His calls are far from great His calls are far from great He's such a stupid fuck He seems down on his luck His voicemails really suck His voicemails really suck No one's enjoying him He's so annoying Plus so fucking boring and worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tits, He's well in Gardenia. Oh, my favorite part of that song, I think, besides he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. Ish, who I love. He's a great yeah. listener, great fan Girl-ish. of me, but it's a pretty funny turn of phrase um, is when he mispronounces the city where Manuel is from Gardena as Gardenia. Any, anytime, you and, anytime you and Jay Stu yeah. bring up Gardena, right. I get annoyed because I like to think of it as Gardenia because it, you know, the town means nothing to me. Right. So I like to think of that song's version as the right version. Right. I wish it were the right version. And I often will mispronounce things on purpose because I think the mispronunciation is funnier. And a lot of, a lot of times you lassoed your way right into that pronunciation. Hmm. Somebody was, somebody was asking me if I'd ever had, if I uh, liked some kind of a scone today and I'm like, I've never had a scone and they're like scone. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. Scone, scone. Uh, I'll often mispronounce things, but Gardenia is hard because it's a city around here and you have to actually throw in an extra vowel to get from Gardena to Gardenia. But fuck, when it's in that song, I'm singing the Gardenia part as hard as ever because it's great. Uh, Okay, a couple voicemails. Let's get into them. All right, hold on. Oh my God. Just got the sources turned down. Here we go. Hey guys, so listening to the review of Urban Cowboy and the LSU Lala, I just he already had a take on Cooter Brown. Yeah, last week. Oh yeah. Oh no, this is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm replaying LSU Lala. I started with last week's voicemails. Here's this week. Brian, Ed, it's Dolomite. Hey, listen. Uh, last week you got to keep the got to keep the finger real close on the pause button with old Dolomite because. <laughs> You know, you know, dynamite could go off at any moment. He's, he might at some point reference his ejaculate 
He's he's quick to a, a explosive detail. Yeah, but I like it's a couple things I like about Dolomite. First of all, he was our first ever Patreon. And when we lost control of our Patreon and we started our Red Circle page, he reached out to me and he said, make sure that you let me know about the Red Circle page before you let anybody else know about it so I can be the first to donate there as well. And then not only did he subscribe, he made a sizable donation. Also, also he took over hosting our subreddit, which I haven't looked at in a while. And he, wasn't, did, he did for a while. Yeah, it wasn't going too well. I just... It, it just didn't catch on. It was like, yeah, I would go there. What's the real problem? What? I joined Reddit to, yeah. to uh, you gave me the reference to a page so I could be a, so I could like promote my book on oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. And they rejected me cause they go, well, you don't have enough, whatever clout, right? Le- like clout because I just joined Reddit to, to do that page. Uh. So it was useless. And so then I tried to goose it a little bit and, and interact with Dolmite yeah. so I could get some clout. Yeah. Yeah. And he's gone. Oh, he's, he's nothing here. He's left Reddit? He hasn't done an update in <sighs> like months. Well, why don't you go to one of those pages that Toe Cutter recommends where it's like people. Oh, uh, like the Russian people cutting each other's fingers off and then tucking their penis. Inside. Yeah, there's, like, one, there's, there's all kinds of. Guys that stuff their they stuff their dong into their own asshole, which is it's kind of weird, but also kind of a flex. Like you need a pretty long dick to be able to stick it inside of yourself in any hole. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, but he so go interact with some of those people or with the ones that are old, uh, are old. Uh, Mike Vic did nothing wrong. Who used to run our who who started our subreddit. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat. But it broke him, right? It broke him. He was well. I think he was just a little too into social media in general. But he had ones that were. He sent us ones with like how many sharpies can people fit in their ass, and it was quite oh, a few. No, I so, saw that. But and I'm it just was saying. I'm just saying. Besides the promote yourself on a podcast page, I recommended you to. You there were there are other subreddits where you could have involved yourself. The reason why I avoided. Uh, read it until like a month ago was this because I don't yeah. want to look at Sharpies and assholes. Yeah, I don't, I don't want this. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> also, one more, uh, while I'm complimenting Dolomite, who is who's a good dude, he's tests me occasionally, but he's a good dude. Um, I also think he when he calls in his his content is questionable. He had one whole thing. He had a long convoluted one about going to the ATM one time. <laughs> and then he, and his, he that's his money. That's his two claims to fame. And the other one was white Christmas. But I will say this. He's got a fantastic voice and he really brings the energy. Whereas LS, I, like, I like it. Yeah. LSU Lala. He's got like a smooth. Careful. Rap. Careful. No, he's great. I love LSU Lala. Okay. Okay. Dolomite is great in his own way where he's he's real upbeat and he also has a great voice. Okay. You know, yeah. He might like this. Yeah. You know whose energy he kind of emulates? Manuel and Gardena? No, no, no. Gardenia? We're talking big big celebrity. There's well, somebody who's real excited. Oh. They're very excited. Oh. Um rip. like food. He's the guy that threw the confetti. Like the, tips. the guy who's the guy that threw the confetti. Rip, rip, rip 
No, not Rip Torn. No. That's the real Rip, good actor. Rip, 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 Rip Taylor. Uh, yeah, he's Taylor. Kind of, he's kind of got a Rip Taylor energy to no. him. No? no, you know whose energy he's got? Diners, drive-ins, <laughs> and dives energy. He kind of does. He has an energy of Guy Fieri, I right? Wa- yes, he does. I wonder if Dolomite has a bleached goatee. If he doesn't, he should get one. That's <laughs> definite. Yeah. Okay, let's see what he has to say. You guys got an email that uh, suggested that we do some kind of end-of-year Dolomite White Christmas special. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we did not uh, forget to fully discuss this because that sounds like a great fucking idea. Uh, that's all I got for you. Fuck, I fear you later. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> did, did we hear this voicemail or just he's tweeted about it? No, I think this I is feel... terrible. Okay. I mean, I... I think on Twitter I said we, we could maybe work in some sort of if we can get a song, a Christmas song parody. Well, we could, I don't think. Again. Yeah, we can do something like that. if Brad in New York we're or not, we're, not, we're not doing a full episode. about. I, I think Brad in New York might be too big for us now. I, I think he's mostly in bat interested in Bachelor content anyways. But he sent me a link the other day to a song he recorded for some other podcast and I didn't get the name of the podcast, but the guy whose podcast it was, was interviewing Jamie Foxx. So I think Brad in New York's gone kind of, yeah, he's gone kind of big time. And also he sent us a song and I'm like, Hey dude, that sounds exactly like the, the baller lifestyle theme song, but the baller lifestyle theme song is a little bit better, (laughs) Uh, but we could, maybe we could get him or haven't heard from old rights of bill. For a long time, then he popped up to let us know that John Travolta's Bud's uncle in Urban, Urban Cowboy was only 40, which was stunning because he looked 61. Uh, maybe what writes a bill wants to come out of retirement and do his buddy Dolomite a favor and make him a white Christmas song. But I'm not doing an entire episode dedicated to Dolomite's two stories. One involves Let's, ejaculation. Let's keep the ATM. One involves it, but you encourage him. You're like, Oh, I like these Dolomite stories. One involves ejaculation by him, which I don't want to picture. And then the second one, I didn't even get because it was, thank God too euphemized for me. Uh, so I don't, yeah. I don't feel like we could get a whole episode out but of that. You got to appreciate his, his big guy energy though. I, yes, I agree. I, I like Dolomite. He's a good dude. Big guy energy. Yeah, absolutely. Big guy energy. Uh, okay here's another one oh wait hold on this guy left two and I think he messaged me to play the second one because he fucked up the first one that happens just keep talking it's all good hey guys Angela from Katie here want to thank you guys for doing the Urban Cowboy review Uh, just a couple notes this movie was done over a five week period Uh, just going by what they said and all the timetables I gave so, Ed, when you said that John Travolta was a terrible husband because he had only been married for a month when he was ignoring Sissy riding that bull, just realize that it had only been three to four days. So you were getting. Yeah, I don't I don't think we said a month. Did, did we? I assume because he smacked her on the night he met her. That was what I, I my takeaway. Yeah, I, I may have said a month, but yeah, I knew it wasn't long. It wasn't long. It, was, it wasn't long. I, I t- my takeaway was that he smacked her and promoted proposed marriage essentially on the night he met her or within a couple of days. Way too much credit. He may be the worst husband in the history of mankind. How do we know this? Because when Sissy was getting her first bull riding lesson 
quote unquote from Wes. She said she had been married a week, which universally is known as about five days. That's right. Uh, if you've right. been married a week, you say a week. If it's been eight days, you'll say over a week. Yeah. It was five days. So <laughs> three to four days, he was already ignoring her. Um, also, that mess that they made that his aunt cleaned up, that was five days. Five days it took them to spaghetti everywhere. That's a really good point. Yeah. Their their house was disgusting. It was awful. And they'd lived and, there and for like five pigs. days. You live like pigs. But you do. There, there were so many crusty spaghetti noodles on every plate. And that's that looked like more than a week's worth of dishes. So they were having spaghetti every single night for five days. Stunning. That's just stunning. Like mix it up. Unbelievable. Knock that single white out and make it look like an absolute pigsty. So his aunt was right calling them uh, pigs. Also, let's be honest. Kissy has daddy issues. I mean, from being <laughs> smacked around to going from man to man, she's just looking to be accepted by any man. You got to feel bad for her. So you have to ask. She was definitely a sad What figure. really is going on in that junkyard after daddy left? That's Wow, that's true. He's really making some good points. Dude has broken it down. Yeah, I, he he's obviously seen this movie quite a few times, and he has deep thoughts on it. And I'm I'm here for it. I go, I got to be honest. Yeah, those Smart are takes. that's a question that needs to be answered. And also, when you're talking about the loudest comer, oh, hold on, you just hold on a second. If we're talking about the loudest comer. <laughs> sell uncle bob short remember the first time he met pam he was bragging about his plastic nut and when andereen went out with her dolly parton costume he didn't make a change out of it because he knew he was going to do some dolly parton role playing with her later fellas appreciate it angelo and katie (laughs) become a regular buddy that was a fantastic call a lot of really really good points that we missed on you know what? You know when they Urban say like Cowboy. a veteran quarterback, the game slows down. Yes, for yes. <laughs> that was for him. Like we were rookies, still adjusting to the spaghetti and this and that. He's got it broken down. The game slowed down for him. Yeah, he, he saw the whole field. He was he was in the zone. the The hoop looked like a fucking manhole cover, and he was just fucking flinging them in there. Fantastic call. Okay, a couple more emails to get to here. Ooh. Oh, three minutes. Well, I'm seeing two with the prefix three one zero, which is South LA, of course, which is where the city of Gardenia is located. I'm not obviously I'm not playing both calls. Um, one's two oh seven. One's two thirty four. One the two oh seven is from last week. The two thirty four is from today. Do we want to go most recent? Or do we want to go vintage? I think we go, we treat it like the gong show. Yeah. We give a little taste of each until we say kill okay, it. Okay, okay, here's the first one. And then we'll react, we'll react accordingly. Okay, here we go. Ballers, 
do yourself a favor. Play this voicemail. Hey, so, uh, quick question, man. Um, COVID-19 is still no, running rampant. Least favorite subject. In uh, California on this uh, July 15th. Oh, my God. So long to get uh, to the point. Highest reported cases today. Oh, my God. That's not why I called, though, fellas. Then why'd you talk about what it? I'm calling about <laughs> is I need to know. Oh, my God. During this COVID era, <sighs> what is exactly oh my god somebody to, somebody warmed up uh, before this call you know yes. time waster uh <laughs> i'll tell you what's wasting time oh my god listen to these calls um netflix and chill i don't know not going to the fucking gym i'm fat as fuck drinking that's my yeah, time waster listen to these calls my time waster is is scarily drinking yeah it's horrible. Trying not but, to. Yeah, watching, watching all, all kinds of streaming things. Yes. There's too much content. I feel like I'm making a dent, and then I realize I still have many things that have been recommended to me or seemed interesting to me. Just there's no end in content. Um, baseball starts like tomorrow or something or this week. Gotta say, I'm not super pumped for it being an Orioles fan. It's something. But it's a 60-game season. If the Orioles start hot. That's true. If you go, like, 15 and 5, yes. you're, you're going to be in it for a while. You're going to be in the driver's seat. I cannot. Okay, hold on. Do the Orioles still have that guy that used to? Don't answer yet. Do I they... don't think so. You're going to ask about uh, what's he, his he hits. He hits Orange County. He hits 30 two home runs at the all-star break. And then he finishes the season with like 34 home runs every year. Mark uh, Trumbo. Mark Trumbo from Villa park. Do they still have him? Maybe he's retired. I don't, I haven't seen him in a long time. What about that one guy that Davis is still there? Yeah. Chris Davis, who was like, he was having, he was ripping it up in spring this year. uh Oh yeah. But like they were like, he had that disastrous, year last year where they were doing features on this is the worst hitting year ever. He was like, Oh, for 60 at one point. Yeah. And, and then he was having a good spring and they were like, yeah, uh, you know, he's, he's done all the right things. And I shut it down. I confuse him with former Oriole Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis was part of the worst trade ever. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little more information that you care about the eighties Orioles, but Oh my God, this is turning into a Manuel call. Hey, Okay. Orioles traded Glenn Davis for Pete Harnish, a young Pete Harnish. Pete Harnish Racing. A young Steve Finley and a young Kurt Schilling. They traded those three prospects for a guy to pay, play like maybe 80 games for them total. Steve Finley, he was one of those long, skinny guys. He hit a very important home run for the Dodgers to put him in the playoffs one year. Grand Slam home run, last game of the three, season. I feel like teams are smarter about that, just... Yeah. Just dumping all kinds of prospects for a guy to chase something that didn't work out for them. No, the, well, yeah. some teams still have big dummies in charge, which is funny. But the but most teams are like, hey, why don't we get some dudes from Harvard in here? As much as as much as I hate Kurt Schilling, I would have liked to have him for about a decade yeah. as as my pitcher. Yeah, sure. So and yeah, when I think of Glenn Davis, I'm not happy about it. Even more so. You'd like to have him as a dinner guest so he could tell you about his views. 
Table for one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now here we'll do another Manuel and everyone's going to yell at me on Twitter. So let's, let's see what he has to say here. Manuel. Brian Beckner. Edward Daly. What up, fellas? You know, hey, what, so we, you know what I was thinking of? What? what? He's, he's driving, so he's talking faster. That last oh, one, he had time yeah. to settle in and burn one. Yeah. And so he was way slower. He'd had a few rips on that first call, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Took him a long time. He, he's like, COVID. 19. And then he's like, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. And I'm like, you're 49 seconds into the call. Like, <laughs> talk about the thing you're going to talk about. Okay, let's see what this. See if he gets the point in this one. If I've covered this issue with you guys or not, I don't think I have because it's barely come on my radar screen. Okay, what are we thinking? Is this going to be people that drive BMWs? People that drive Teslas? I think he's back to Teslas. Teslas or, pe- or mini bikes. Oh, he really hates mini bikes. That's true. Also, people that drive too fast. He doesn't like. There's a lot of driving. He's on the road a lot. He's a plumber. Mufflers. Is it? He hates when people fuck with their mufflers, which I'm with him making their cards. Oh cards yeah, it's Bob Rub. You got the woo woo. Yeah, little Where's sis. Go? Woo, woo. Yeah, got that woo woo. Dog strollers. Dog strollers. Yeah. No. Dog strollers. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I understand. Dogs got legs. Dogs got two more legs than you got. And also. sad for the first dogs. Those are sad too. Yeah. Anything. Any like kind of tiny dog is just kind of a bummer. I'm not. I'm not with it. I like dogs. I don't. I don't have the kind of residence and or lifestyle that could allow me to give a dog the kind of life it deserves, but a dog needs exercise, which means you don't, you, you walk with the dog. You don't do the walking for the dog. The dog needs to work its body. That's what dogs are made to do. So you shouldn't push them in a thing. And also, I don't think I've ever seen a dog stroller really, maybe like at the airport. Oh, I've definitely seen it. Oh, really? Didn't you see when you, that time you were running by the river and you saw Brooke Lopez, out with his dog, he had like yeah, a he small. had like a big manly dog, right? No, was, like a mastiff because he's, he's he's seven what feet you tall. A Yorkie or something? Uh, he had something that interesting. was not acceptable. You're saying a guy called Brooke that loves Disney had a tiny, effeminate dog? Dude, dude can can rebound, and he can shoot he's the be- he can shoot I, the three I now. He, but yeah, I was gonna say I think he's become a stretch player. He's a stretch five now. But he used to just be a great rebounder, too. I mean, Lopez Twins are good basketball players. They're good players. players. They're really good players. Brooke Lopez might be the best deal in the league. I think he makes like $3 million or something. And he's a he's a rotation guy. He's a starting player. Okay, yeah. thanks for that, Manuel. Manuel, let's keep it to one-ish minute a week. Let's try to get it down to one minute. Like the rest of these calls, okay? Okay, one more voicemail, then we'll talk about the movie, which I'm watching right now, and I'm having lots of thoughts. Oh, yeah. Some sexual about this movie. Okay, hold on. Hey, B, Ed. Uh, well, I guess this is more for Brian. But anyway, I just uh, just returned from your great state, uh, and I must say I had a good time, although it was hot as hell. Mm. A couple of days. Uh, reason I'm calling, though, our driver... 
uh, while we're in Napa. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on. You were in Northern California. It's kind of a different state. It's very, very different than Southern California. Did you come to Southern California? It's, maybe he'll get to that. My bad. Uh, flavored sparkling water. Uh, I haven't seen that down here. I'm sure they have it. I just never looked for it. But, man, talk about some good stuff. Uh, oh, interesting. Mm. I'm not a grapefruit fan, but that definitely uh, a very good summer drink. I'm sure it's, I'm sure you've had it before. Uh, but- I've had the Ruby Grapefruit White Claw, and I'll tell you what. I haven't tasted every um, – I understand there's eight flavors of White Claw. I think I've only tasted four. I think I've only had the, the Sprite-flavored one. Lime. That's okay. Just get a chance. Have that ruby grapefruit. I love grapefruit-flavored things. Uh, seems like a lot, though. No, it's not. It's very uh, – Subtle? Subtle is the word I was looking for. Thank you. That's, just if you haven't, definitely try it. I'm going to have to look for it over here. One uh, question. Has Jason ever watched a television show that he has not been in? That, um, that's something mm, that's that I'd like you to ask him next time he's on. Good job on the uh, summer school review, guys. I, it was awesome. Thanks, uh, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, well, because we discussed. I was just thinking how he dropped the reference about Tubi. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, come to think of it. I was in a movie that's on Tubi right now. Well, he did. I can't remember what movie we were doing that. Oh, it was over the top that right. we, we watched. He, he reckon he mentioned that it was on Tubi and then we watched it. And then when we, we were doing the show, he's like, speaking of Tubi. And I was like, Jason, nobody mentioned Tubi. Nobody we were speaking of it. We weren't speaking of Tubi. And then he like, let it go. He like stopped talking about Tubi and then he waited till the end of the review. And then he's like, so back to Tubi, which we still weren't talking about. He's like, there's another movie on Tubi that I'm in murder at the Presidio. And I was like, I watched it. He's so on brand, but yeah, I think he did. I think I might've actually even brought up in Jason's defense. Cause we watched um, summer. We did summer school last week, of course, featuring a very young 20 year old of age, Courtney Thorne Smith, who later played Jim Belushi's wife on a show, which I believe Jason Stewart made an appearance as a bar patron on. And the whole, yeah, the, clip. the whole scene was Jim Belushi. It's the, the writing. The, those writers should be in jail because the whole scene was about Jason Stewart or uh, about Jim Belushi. Re- um, reacting to Jason Stewart's complexion because Jason Stewart has moles. But I, I met Jason Stewart, I don't know, 50 times in real life. I never look at him and go, oh, here's a guy with some moles. Like, I don't even notice that. I wouldn't notice that about him well, if he sat down next to you. Is that what Manuel's always talking about? Yes, I think he does mention that. But okay. ja- yeah, Jason Stewart was on that show. I don't know if he's watched shows besides the shows he was in, which were Jim, the Jim Belushi show. Gary Unmarried, which was Moore. A, a Jay Moore vehicle. I think there was another one. Does he play a sports radio guy on that, some show? I thought that was Gary Unmarried, but I think Jay, Jay Moore might have had multiple shows. 
So it was the another show that Jay Moore had that Jay Stu played like a sports talk radio guy in. He's a prolific actor. We've had him on. Okay, let's talk. We watched Weird Science this week. It's a classic. I'm going to play the trailer, then we're going to talk about it. Ed's typing. Sorry. It's okay. You know, it's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I give her Wamdigis mammary glands. Wamdigis? Something's about to change their world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know where. Their minds. And their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. Amazing. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. <laughs> um, Weird Science, 1985. This came out starring Anthony Michael Hall, who was on quite a little run for himself here because he did, I think in 84, he did Vacation. In 85, he did both... The Breakfast Club. 16 Candles? 16 can No, he did. So he did 84. He did Vacation. 85. He did 16 Candles. Then he did the two Weird Science and Breakfast Club. Um, I read. Nice little run. This was on the, the, the IMDb uh, trivia page. This movie is the reason he didn't do European vacation, and it's the reason that the Griswolds always change kids. Right. They were planning on just having the same kids, and and I think that was a John Hughes movie, too, yes. so he yes. was just competing against himself. Right. But I like it because the European Rusty, one of Blake Lively's like million siblings, Jason Lively, was that real weird looking ginge and he was kind of funny in his own way right yes wait was was Blake Lively's sister one of the Robin Robin Lively from Karate Kid 3 yes yeah the the name Lively like I think dad uh, spread a seed around Hollywood yeah yeah I think they're Hollywood people but I think I mean Rusty Griswold he looked like he was like 20. Yes. 22 in 1986. Well, yeah, they, 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 they never really and, aged. But I'm saying he, you know, he was a high school age. He was playing, but he was still looked pretty old in 1986. And Blake Lively. Right. When she was like 18. What was that? 15 years ago? Like, it's. Yeah. 
It's crazy. That guy, that guy has kids. He yeah, has a bunch of kids. He fucks. He fucks. The lively dad. Okay. Mr. Lively. Eight, He's quite lively. 83 National Lampoon's Vacation. 84 16 Candles. 85 Breakfast Club. 85 again. Weird Science. Then he gets cast on Saturday Night Live when Saturday Night Live had that weird run of people. Then yeah, it, it was co- a really weird season because Robert Downey Jr. was on, and I think like Randy Quaid. Yeah, they were trying just like real actors. It was well, a real weird. It, weird it, they forced out Lorne Michaels, and uh, they, no, but Lorne Michaels was gone. That's why you didn't. You never saw an appropriate amount of reruns of the Eddie Murphy years because right. Lorne Michaels had nothing to do with that. Right, that's right. So you would hear about how great he was, and they'd be like, "All right, we're going to show a best of." And it was always like Dana Carvey or something yes. who was great, but they don't really show you many reruns. And there was one good season with established guys. Um, Martin Short and Billy Crystal right. did a season, I think the season before Anthony Michael Hall. In the Dick Ebersol like, years. Hired guns for one year. And that was a very good season because I remember as a kid, we had our first VCR and I would tape it each week. I loved it. Yeah. And then the next Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. and Randy Quaid. It was terrible. Very weird. And that was Julie, also Julia Louis Dreyfus, right? And Charles Danny Murphy, I think. Char- oh, she was Charles uh, Rocket, yeah, who yeah. eventually shot himself. Yeah, killed himself. Yeah, very sad. Uh, and then it's just then Anthony Michael Hall. He probably peaks in '88 with Johnny B. Good. Oh, that was a, a very popular rental movie oh, with yeah. me and my buddy. Yeah, him, he and Uma Thurman um, were in that one. We should probably put that on the list of movies to review on this show. And then it was like a lot of like tea. I, I feel like, and I don't know, I don't know if this is true. I don't know anything about this. I feel like Anthony Michael Hall might have started dabbling with the yayo. Might have been I, having a good time. Uh Maybe 15 years ago, I went to Vegas with some friends and like one of the guys knew a guy that was co-owner of a club. Don't get a suit. Yes. And so we went. No. So we went to um, one of the like the newer places in the last 15 years. And it was like the club on the top floor. And first we go in there. It's three of us who are just like. Not club. Oh, you're talking about the foundation room. You're talking about the House of Blues, the foundation room at Mandalay Bay. Maybe. Or or did it have a clear floor? Were you at the Palms Hotel and whatever that was called and the roof of that? Possibly. You know, listen, we went at like midnight and we started drinking at like noon. Yeah. Um, And we saw Damon Wayans there. Like as soon as we get out of the elevator and we're like, hey. And then we see Anthony Michael Hall there, yeah. not doing anything, but like just being in a club. With How people. was the jaw? Did it look like he was like grinding his jaw at all? Were his eyes darting about the club? No, he, looked very, he looked good. He looked handsome. Sniffle. But we were just drunk enough that we're like, hey, are you Gary or Wyatt? Which oh, one were you? Oh, my God. You assholes. Was- <laughs> what a couple of assholes. The answer was he was Gary. Yeah, he was Gary. Um. It should because the other guy is not, is it was never in anything, right? I no. read he's a professor now at my college, Cal State Long oh, Beach. 
Really? Yeah, we'll get to him. It's so Anthony Michael Hall. He he does. Then he does Edward Scissorhands, which is he's that's a bad a, guy, right? Yeah, which that's a good movie. But then he's not really in anything. And then pretty soon, he's doing guest spots on TV shows. New York NYPD Blue, Murder a- Murder She Wrote, like one of the last seasons of Murder She Wrote, like TV um, movies. I remember he played the TV reporter in that really good Batman with uh, Heath Ledger. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And now he does stuff like that. He does. He's in stuff, but he really, he really peaked out early. And I will say weird science. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's got its issues. It's John Hughes is pretty happy that he's dead right now. I think. Because a lot of the stuff that happened in movies that he made is very problematic, and that and there's some problem. I mean, this movie, so I just thought it was a fun. I, I understood she's a hot sex object, but I I watched the movie with my uh, going to be in seventh grade son. Yeah, it's a little. And this is like it was, it was on it HBO was a, Family too. It was on, it was, it's PG 13 yeah. and they're talking about, Oh, you tossing off like that. It's yeah. just, it's constant. And you're like, uh, this is, this is a bit much. And I was so another thing. So it's Anthony Michael Hall's there. Kelly LeBrock. Basically she did this. She did something called the woman, woman in, in red. red. Yeah. That was where, uh, Gene Wilder, I think has an affair with her or wants right. to have an affair with her. Like, and I just pictured her being like eighties hot. And no, no, oh my god! Like I'd forgotten. Ridiculous. She's so um, hot. She was also for, for people of a certain age. She was a huge Revlon ad campaign. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Yep. She was. Yep. She was. She was in like every commercial break. Stacked a lot of chips from that. I bet because she she did that but campaign for like ten years. There is a horrible fact about her that. <laughs> I can't unknow. She was married to Steven Seagal. She has three kids from him. Yeah, that's crazy. And then he cheated on her with the nanny. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's that crazy. Guy shouldn't be cheating on anyone. No, that's crazy. That's just stunning. Uh, of course, I I remember watching this movie as a kid, and I remember like hating Chet's guts because he was such a fucking asshole, older brother. And then I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. And on the rewatch, I mean, this movie is just fucking nothing without Bill Paxton. He is my favorite part of the movie. As much as I love looking at Kelly LeBrock, Bill Paxton, and it made me happy and sad because God, he was good in everything. He was, he was such a good actor and he's so fucking amazing in this movie. He's great in this. He's great. So fucking funny. Um, really just as Chet, stunning, stunning performance, star turn. Um, what else? There's so Robert Downey Jr.'s there, and which is a weird he's a weird bully because he's a little he's a femi little guy. The guy who his the guy who's his like right hand man. Max is a is a bigger dude though, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a taller guy. Oh, and and happened in the first scene where they're, I can't. First of all, they're at Shermer High, which every John Hughes right. movie is at the same high school. Right. But the the boys, so there's like only girls gym class and boys are separate or something, and they're just staring at girls. But they're doing full Olympic gymnastics. Gymnast routine. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't. That maybe in the Midwest that still existed. This this is a pretty awesome the the. The way the bullies get to him in the first scene is pretty great. Well, they they depants him. And they pants him, but then shout something like, "Hey, ladies, over here!" Yeah, check us like out. That. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> that was to people of a certain age, forty five years old, I'd say. That was something that happened almost every day at high school. Like people got pantsed. You had to constantly be aware. That you could be pantsed because pantsings could come at any time and the real good time to right. pants yeah, somebody. High alert, high alert, high alert for pantsing and, and, and the real, the, the most vulnerable you could be to a pantsing is when you're holding that lunch tray. <laughs> there were, there were definitely times when I saw dudes get completely depantsed and I'm oh, talking I'm talking bush, dick, hairy asshole, like everything exposed to the whole school. And they just couldn't do shit about it because they were holding their lunch tray at the time. And it was like, what? I'm going to fucking drop. Are you going to toss your lunch? Yeah. I'm going to toss my lunch just to. And they, they do that thing where they like hold it with where they like hold it with one hand and then they're pulling their they're pulling yes. their underwear up with the other it hand. Work. Just makes it slower. You might yeah. as well put everything on the ground. There's no. So much like smear the queer. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, that one's butts up. To- there's no there's you would be you would be sent away. You would have to leave the state. Oh, yeah. How would you how would you be able to explain that one? Yeah, you you just you can't you can't well no not 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 as the pantsy but as the pantser you would be the fucking no 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 that's oh, what I'm saying oh, okay How yeah. you explain it yeah you, you would get, you'd be, be like, the ultimate no, bully you're, you're out of the school no, you're out of the school you, you would you would be you. prosecuted for a sex crime <laughs> you can't pants um, I um I don't know where this kid picked it up because he was maybe in first grade second grade yeah. I went. Was it U.S. Open at uh, one of the famous places on Long Island? I forget. Oh, um, yes. So I went. I uh, I had a coworker. I've told you about him. He's uh, his sister's married to Chris Mullen. Oh, and so maybe, I yeah. went to the I went to the the UBS had this like Big Ten. It was pretty sweet. Do you think when Chris Mullen goes to the barber, he's like, "Give me the chat"? <laughs> he does have. He does rock a chat. Yeah. So. We were meeting at because you know there was plenty of room at the uh, the tent. Yeah, and so uh, Chris Mullen was going with us. Oh, nice! But he doesn't and, drink, right? Uh-huh. Which made me feel a little awkward yeah. ordering beers around him. Yeah. But um, but we were meeting in this coworker's kitchen because I took the I took the train to Long Island, and then he picked me up, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna all meet here and then go." His son comes behind him and pants him. Wow. Wow. So I'm in a kitchen with Chris Mullen and this dude and I'm seeing the full rig. Yeah. And Chris Mullen and I are just kind of staring at each other like, Hey, what's up? I just met you. And now we're both staring at a rig. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, that is. I mean, I've, only, I've only had a few words with Chris Mullen in my life. Yeah. And some yeah. of them were like, Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little, that's a little unnerving. And also like you want your, I've I've looked at a dick with a guy on the dream team. (laughs) 
that's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. That's oh, that's nice. Well, hey, it's not yeah. much to be embarrassed about. Good for him. Uh, we should so Wyatt and everyone knows the story. Gary and Wyatt, they're losers. They're real. They're fucking total horn dogs. Like, which, and it's Gary's idea, I think. Right. He's like, aren't you good at computers? Can you create a woman right. for us? Wyatt's, Wyatt's the brains of the operation. G- Gary's the deviant. And all these dudes want to do is fuck, which I could really identify. You know, they're like freshmen or sophomores. Uh, I could really identify with their level of horniness at that age. I think all guys could. Yeah, and, I was having a conversation with Michelle about I, I, some some sort of high school conversation or, or even going to a bar in college. And I was trying to explain you have to understand the only thing I was thinking about at all times was like, Oh yeah. Being with her. Like I'm, she, she was asking me so, sort of a multi-layered question about how I was thinking. I was like, no, no, no. There was kind of one thing I was always, always oh, yeah. hoping would happen. Yeah. You're just going to keg parties. You're like, who is going to get drunk enough to let me make out? With them? <laughs> who, who can I peel off? Yeah. Right. Always thinking it. Right. Always. Who? Even in a situation where it's never going to happen, totally. you're still thinking like, and I, I remember comedians like, do you ever see a situation where a guy's just lingering a little bit longer yeah. in the yeah. in the room? It's what they're thinking. It's always happening. 100% of the time. Eventually, you learn that the move is to act like you don't care about any kind of woman and don't be the guy that lingers. And then that's, that's, that's the move. That's how you end up with chicks. Uh, but I could identify with Gary and Wyatt at this time in their lives. So they, they decide, well, Gary decides he's like, Hey, they're watching Dr. Frankenstein and they're like idea. How about we just make our own, like a Frankenstein broad and Wyatt's like, well, I'm not digging up any bodies, you weirdo. And he's like, no, we could do it with your computer. And this is, you know, most people didn't have personal computers in their home in the 80s. I know there's like younger people that are listening. And they're like, what? It just, right. You didn't I mean, have that. He's a super nerd. There were nerds that right. have this. Kind yeah, because he had a modem. He had the thing like he was getting he was talking to people over the is that even the Internet? I mean, you go over the phone lines. There was no yes. Internet. I don't know. There was something going on, but the most unrealistic part of this movie is not what they created. It's the speed of the computer in 1985 or six. Well, and also it's moving fast. And also they're like, Hey, we want it to be really smart. Let's cut out a picture of Einstein from a magazine and scan it. And we are supposed to believe that there was some kind of like technology that in the 1985 <laughs> that could see a picture of Albert Einstein and go, Oh, we that we can t- get all this knowledge. It would have been pretty awesome if she looked like Albert Einstein with tits. Yeah, that would have been good. They're like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. Well, yeah, that would, yeah, that would have been good if it, cause they also put like David Lee Roth in there. So it would be, it would have been funny if, um, she came out with like one of David Lee Roth's legs or something. And <laughs> Albert Einstein's mustache and like, just all, like a real Franken chick. Yeah. And why did he have so then he sets up like a little Frankenstein station with a Barbie doll. Why does he have Barbie dolls and why did he have bras? Are those his mom's bras? Yeah. Yeah. That was I was wondering where they got the bras. And I was really uh, and this annoyed me when I was a kid. That Wyatt was obviously rich, so 
he lived in this huge house. It was pointed out to me by a friend of mine that I was, that I watched this movie with. Yeah. That Wyatt lives in Jake Ryan's house from 16 candles. It's the same house. So, uh, Anthony Michael Gary would have been there before. How do you feel about Kelly LeBrock? Pretty much every woman of a certain age feels about Jake Ryan. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And I just read the other day that Jake Ryan just turned 60. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like all he did. He looked just like Matt Dillon. And there was like, he's also in vision quest. He was in those two movies and then you never saw him again. That was it. He was in two things and they're like, Hey, we already have a Matt Dillon. We don't need two Matt Dillons. You know, it's, you're just gonna have to go away, Jake Ryan. Um, so they, but they succeed, right? They, they build this chick. Boy, did and, they ever. Oh my God. She comes oh, out so hot Jeremy, and she's cool. How much did the actor who played Gary, how much do you think he made for this movie? Uh, I don't, I don't it, have any other salary, just him. Anthony Michael Gary. Hall. I mean, I'm sorry. Wyatt. Not Wyatt. Gary, okay. So. I'm going to say he made, um, $38,000. $150. Wow, that's good. He must have been in something before. I don't know. That's that's a pretty good payday for eighty five. Yeah, for just a couple weeks work too. Imagine. Yeah. Um. So they make her. She comes out cool, and then there's a there's some problematic stuff happens. First of all, they go to like a blues bar. Right. She and, immediately takes takes him out. Like yeah, she, well, creates she, a car. She's magic. I right? like John Hughes is good because he. It's the Tom Petty, don't bore us, get to the chorus thing. Like they, they, they show up, the movie starts, they're fucking huge nerds. And two seconds later, they make the chick like the, it, you're in it right away. Right. Yeah, there's no boring. Yeah. They're showering with her. They're fully clothed. And uh, you know, this, you don't get, you don't get much of Kelly LeBrock in the shower, unfortunately. Uh, but she takes him to a blues bar and I just, oh, this things guy, get super problematic here. Anthony Michael Hall, who is quite a talent. He's actually very, very good in this movie. And and, and doing what he does in this scene, while extremely problematic, had to be so difficult to do. Because he's basically doing verbal blackface. To a bunch of black actors. To a bunch of black actors. (laughs) I I thought I saw Barry White there. I don't know, but it was... Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was very it's, offensive, which he does a good job with it. He but does yeah. it great. And I remember thinking it was really funny as a kid and it, looking back, it's so uncomfortable. And then he keep they keep it going for a long time. He's doing the verbal blackface with the black guys because he's drunk. And then they leave the black guys and he's still doing the verbal black blackface for quite a while in the movie. It's it's kind of off putting, but still. Doesn't ruin the movie. Oh, and Wyatt also sits in a guy's lap in the men's room. Yeah, they don't really explain that. Because that. he's like, um, he like dips into the stall and you would see somebody in the stall. Those stalls are very small. Yeah, but then, yeah, there were some good moments from the people around. Like the one guy's like, every damn night. Yeah, I no, feel like Howard Stern uses that drop. So I hear a lot of, the, there's a lot of good drops that from this movie she, that you will hear on the radio. She's into Malacca's Dino. <laughs> it's, um, it's really well written. It's pretty funny despite its problems. The, so Gary and Wyatt, they're real into, they're getting bullied by Robert Downey Jr. And his buddy, Max, Max and Ian. 
And Max and Ian oh, and, aren't sorry, good guys. One, yeah. one other thing. So they are making out with Kelly LeBrock. And these boys, in real life, the actors are like 16 and 15. Totally. Um, yeah. They are boys. This this couldn't go on today. They'd be like, oh, yeah, on the set. Yeah, they're, they, no, they're children. Making out? Yeah. yeah, they're children. That's a really good point. Wyatt, has, score Wyatt has a full makeout with her, and she's like squeezing his ass in the makeout. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she's she's very uh, forward in yes. the in their session, which is I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But and then then yeah. they come home from the drinking session at the blues bar, and that's when we get Chet and his glory. Yeah, Ch- Chet shows up. Um, he's amazing. He's bribing. Well, first he tries to make him vomit, right? Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Because nice the- greasy pork sandwich yeah. served in a dirty ashtray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's just the, just the quintessential bully. He's the bully upon which all other bullies are based. Like he's so fucking good. And also, I don't know how fucking old he was, but he, he's supposed to be home from college. He's balding. He's balding. He looks like he's 37. He's great. Like who, who is he? Me? He's still in college at 30. Like it's crazy. (laughs) It's a weird dynamic, but it works. It's so funny. Um, the, the, Gary and Wyatt, though, they're they built Kelly LeBrock or um, Lisa with the intention, you would assume, of like basically like having a real doll or something. But yes, but they she but she's like a mentor to them, despite the makeouts. They even say at some point she's kind of it's kind of like a sister vibe. And, but she's like, you can do with me whatever you want, but she's kind of leading the show to make them cool. And they really want to hook up with these chicks, Hilly and Deb. Oh, before that though, before they encounter Hilly and Deb, I mean, they seem around school. Uh, Lisa takes Gary to his house to meet his parents. And it's a, it's a fucking just amazing scene where. Oh, Gary's dad. I couldn't figure out where he worked a lot in the eighties. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Um, and she, this is, this was like a very quotable scene at the time. I remember this just, this was a really popular movie when I was a kid and she, um, she drops a line about tossing off, which is probably one of the great forgotten euphemisms for masturbation. Yeah. Tossing off. We we growing up, we never said jerking off. I felt like that was more East Coast. Was jerking off? Uh, uh, you said jacking. We said jacking. We said jacking. Yeah, we, we said jerking. Or we would say tossing off or tossing the sauce. Would you? Hey, what'd you do when you got home? You tossed oh, the sauce. No. I know it's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's it's, awful. It's horrible. It's horrible. But it was. Hey, it happened. Um, oh, but she says to Gary's parents, doesn't she say uh, chips, dips, chains, and whips? Yes. Yes. It's. The whole thing, yeah, she's she's describing, she's like making a cocktail with a Pabst Blue Ribbon at their bar. It's just really, really good. She looks amazing. Um, but then it does get problematic again because she throws a party at Gary's house. And Gary, he lives at Jake Ryan's house. It's a pretty sweet, Pat. And he, by the way, that's the whole movie. Like, yeah. you're now describing the, the last scene. Right. But it's like half the movie. I know, it's half the movie, but... Yeah, I mean, talk about getting right to it. Yeah. There are like three parts of the movie and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like there's not. Yeah. It's, you don't get bored. And so Hilly and Deb, Ed, were you, 
are, were you a hilly guy or were you a Deb guy growing up? And did that change for you yeah, as an so, adult? Uh, hilly is the, is the brunette, right? Right. That's right. I was a Deb guy growing up yeah. and I, I, I'm a hilly guy now. Yeah. I'm, I was a hilly guy growing up and then I started watching it and I saw Deb's bangs and I was like, whoa, am I a Deb guy now? And then, but then as the movie continued, I realized, no, still a hilly guy. She's like a little more funky, a little more interesting, but they're, but they're, but they're both, both they're, very they're, cute. Yep. They're, they're cute. And they worked too. They've been oh, yeah. in things like 90210 yep. and that kind of stuff. Like they worked. Now, did you notice because there's certain things or at least one thing in this movie that was so problematic that it had to be changed. So Ian and Max are very, they're very enamored with Lisa and, and they want, they want possession. What's their, what's their plan there? Is this, are we looking at a spit roasting situation? Yeah. 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 Possible, possible DP. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is weird because they both have their own girlfriends, but they like they they're close. They want to be doing stuff together. And I believe I believe uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ian, he's wearing some type of like rhinestone leather cuff thing. And they have like 80s um, shoulder pad jacket blazers on throughout the movie. Like it's. I feel, it was time. I, yeah, but I feel like also Max and Ian, you know, wanted to get a little closer than they could be with right. Hilly and Debbie, Hilly and Deb. But so they're like, hey, what's going on with Lisa? And they're like, sorry, guys, you know, it's not she's ours. And, we're, you know, we're very protective of her. And they go, well, that's why we want to propose a little a little trade which is we're getting into some problematic territory just right there. Ownership. Right. They're like, we have these other girls. We have these two girls that we can tell you like, we'll trade you for them. And, and there's, I don't know if you noticed this, but they had to dub a part because yeah, Max goes, Max goes, um, you give us Lisa. We'll let you have Hilly and Deb. And if you rewound it, this friend of mine that I was watching, close friend of mine, I was watching this movie with, we rewound, we rewound it and we read his lips and he doesn't say have. There's an F there. And he, well, it was PG 13. He says, screw. Oh, he's like, you give us, you give us Lisa. We'll let you screw Hilly and Deb as though that's theirs to give. Also, look, John Hughes, R.I.P. We we can't just let all this go because Jake Ryan does the same thing in the same house to the same guy to, to the same to guy. Myself, yes, <laughs> he's like, do I can't remember the girlfriend's name in Sixteen Candles, but he's like, do what you want with her. I still like John Hughes movies, but yeah, when you pick it apart, and also like they talk about how. Um, these were very personal to him. Yes. So what was this movie all about, right? Johnny? What are you? What's going on in your head in high school? It's a little um, problematic. But yeah, that is. Uh, I didn't think about the fact that he has granted access to Anthony Michael Hall twice. And I, also, I remember reading when they maybe when he died and they were talking about oh he his muse was uh, Molly Ringwald 
and then he he had fights with her and they they didn't get along and i'm thinking you know she was she was of age in those movies she was like 16 she was she was a, a high school girl playing a high school girl right right and he's fighting with her and his muse i mean he was yes he was a weirdo that guy bullying her a, a adult Judd Nelson is going under the table and fucking smashing his face between her legs. Like, you know, it's just, it wouldn't go today. It wouldn't happen. Um, just a little interesting. Bad move by Wyatt allowing, I mean, I've, I've been to in high school, there would be some parties that got a lot of control. The upstairs was always off limits. Can't go upstairs, dude. You can't go upstairs. There's everybody upstairs. And it's really problematic when the girls go to the uh, to the upstairs yeah, bathroom because they go in the they go in the shower to give them some privacy, and they they before that yeah when the girls knock on the door, Wyatt's taking a shit. Gary is watching Wyatt take a shit. Yeah, yep, that's exactly what? right. And then he's like, he's like, let me know if I need to hit the fan. Just have the fan on. Courtesy flushy animal. Yes. Why are you shooting with your buddy in the? My God. What a what a turnoff. Again, this is problematic for the Hilly and Depp characters here. Like, why wouldn't they should have been turned off by them immediately? They should have been yeah, disgusted. They went, into, they went into the smelly bathroom. Yeah, they're not even holding their nose. Disgusting. Disgust. They don't even do. This is why I don't have a problem with the mask thing is because I've been putting my shirt over my face, walking into every public restroom I've ever entered for 30 years. You know, it's just like this is a standard move. I don't want to get confronted with any odors. So I immediately go the face in the shirt. Right. Not an issue for me. Agreed. Um, Yeah. Things go a little haywire. They, they decide, you know, they go to the well one too many times. They decide they'll just make Max and Ian their own chick. Again, what's the end game here, though? And that's, because, and that's, a, that's a nerd move because yeah, yeah. they could just be like, hey, guess what, assholes? Yeah. We're already hitting it off pretty well with your girls. Yeah, we'll swoop we on them. Lisa. Yeah. We have Lisa already. Yeah. Totally. We're, we're not giving you shit. You just dumped in a, a slushy on my head like four hours earlier. And what what's... What's the end game? Like what, when you're done with Lisa and, or the next chick that you create, are you, would you have to murder them? Is this like a Westworld situation where they can't like the butterfly effect? Is this going to fuck up the space time continuum? And what kind of magic does Lisa have? Cause she can just make Porsches and Cadillacs and fucking Ferraris appear out of thin air. Are they, yeah. are they going to need to dismember these chicks when they're done? Like it's, this thing could take a weird science too. Could have taken a weird turn. A very weird turn. Um, and also this party, much like 16 candles and teen wolf, it, it really gave me unrealistic expectations of how, how much fun high school parties were going to be. Totally. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. They didn't show the guy in the corner, um, of the backyard going, Hey, pass it. Because that, that was my, that was my experience at high school parties uh, or just laying in my a pool of my own vomit. Uh, so things take a turn. They, um, they, they overplay their hand. They accidentally create an intercontinental ballistic missile that rises up through the middle of the house, destroys the house. The structural integrity of the house the, is done. 
Phil from the Larry Sanders show was one of the kids at the party. Saw him. He was the same age, like his whole career. Yeah, he was like a 40-year-old high schooler. Yes, exactly. I saw him there. Also, so to to spur them into action, Lisa creates some villains. Again, problematic because we have a, a Native American clad Australian. And I go, I'm watching... With wearing wearing fishnet, right? He's wearing well. He's yes, he's wearing fishnet, and I go, "Hey, that's the guy from the Road Warrior." And my close friend that I was watching the movie with is like, "That's Bennett," and I was like, "It's both." I didn't I didn't realize Bennett was the guy from the Road Warrior until I saw him with a mohawk, and then the hills have eyes, bald dude who can't sweat. Yes, and he wears fishnet shirts in everything he appears in all of his movies. He, he loves fishnet shirts. Yes. Stunning. And also I happened to click on his IMDb and I assume this is in Australia. The guy has no fewer than 47 projects in pre and post-production right now. (laughs) This guy has, cause you're like, Oh, the poor guy probably never worked again. He's been in (laughs) 700 movies since weird science. He's, and the he's not a subtle actor. No, he's he's big. He uh, talk about a fucking star turn. He did Weird Science and Commando, both in 1985. So the only difference is he's wearing a mustache at one. Right. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, and again, problematic because he has a woman of color <laughs> collared on a leash. She's pretty attractive. Very right? cute. Yes. And and they, they have the war paint on. He's got a mohawk and a feather. And he's also has a shotgun with like that's like adorned with feathers and like leather straps. It's a yeah. weird um, Indian cosplay for an Australian bad guy. Um, but they, do the grandparents come before or after. Yeah, the- they do. They're frozen in the closet. They come before the bad guys. I liked, I wrote down what the grandmother said. They're walking through it and the grandmother's like, get out of you disgusting tramps, you hobos. And also, did you notice that the grandparents, and you always do this when you want to make somebody an asshole, they gave them like a, just a faint uh, English accent. Like they just, they just sound just like a little, this is Chicago and his grandparents sound just a little bit British, just so you know that they're highbrow and they're going to fucking bust this party. Uh, uh, Yeah. They're frozen in the closet. Um, They, they vanquish the bad guys and immediately, and then they bounce. It's the, Oh, it's the next morning and Chet comes back. I actually have them. Gary is the, is the only one who really stands up to him. Yeah, he does. Well, why? Oh, that's the other thing that we need to discuss. Early in the movie, when Chet first shows up, Wyatt's in the kitchen making breakfast, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go bounce and get ready." And he he walks out of the kitchen, and he's wearing he's wearing Lisa's uh, jockey underpants. Right, but she mentions that he passed out even though he wasn't drinking the night before. Also strange, but also it's you get a real up close look at his legs, ass, and package. And I, I thought to myself, what is this like a body double or something? Why are we getting a close up of this? And then when I looked, I wanted to look and see if Wyatt had ever been in anything else. And I looked, and his background was as a ballet dancer. 
Oh. Wow. So his legs, ass, and cock, all very toned, all very on display for a, a young boy in a movie. That's weird. Strange. And a strange choice to zoom in. John Hughes. Right. You could have done the joke without the full, like, up close shot of the dick, balls, ass area in women's underwear and on a young boy. Chet is wearing a towel and he gives it to Drops him to it. cover up. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chet is just going full yeah, commando. That's a real funny scene. Uh, he's so funny in this movie. Um, what? Ha- so they vanquish the bad guys, right? They, he's, um, Oh. But then the next day they get the cars with their names on they them. D- they drop, I think at least once, I think twice. They drop the F-bomb in this movie. The Not the, not, not the common oh, yes. F-bomb yeah, yeah, that yeah. we often use on the show, but the, the completely off-limits F-bomb yeah. that's, that is not allowed at all. Dropping that one? I, I think, think he, he I think he drops it once and then they and then I think maybe Bennett drops it in the I just have I have written the word I hope nobody sees this because I actually wrote the word down with the question mark here and I'm just gonna just in <laughs> case anybody in case I die and somebody gets hold of my notes you're just quoting you're just I, quoting I, oh yeah I'm gonna put it in quotes and then I'm gonna I'm gonna cross I'm crossing it out. You I put do the circle with the line through it. Yes, yes, I'm doing that as well. Circle with the line through it, and I'm drawing an arrow and saying, "Not my word, not my word." Just there in case go. anybody ever see, because I didn't. Your I didn't use that word. Um, what else? He. <laughs> oh, I get uh, Wyatt. Yeah. When he drops her off, he's like, "I love you." Hey, buddy, yeah, he just you met. are going right back to nerd status. Just just hooked up. Um, yeah, and then Gary's like, I just want you. He's like, I'm not rich. I got a tiny ass dick. Like he go, goes through like all his failings, you know, and then he's like, she's like, why are you telling me all this to Deb? And she's like, he's like, I just want you to like me for me. And then she's like, I she says something like, I like you already or something like that. How did she barely met him? Like. How does she know? Yeah, I, have a, I have a feeling these guys are back to nerd status by Tuesday. Pretty quick, I would say. Pretty quick. Also, um, Chet comes in and he threatens everybody with a shotgun. He's been duck hunting. Yeah, he hits and him he, on the head. He bangs them both in the face hard with the barrel of a yeah, shotgun. That, the, the girl, too. That for sure would give you a, a gnarly cut or at least a raspberry or a mouse over the eye. Like, that's a... That seemed like it would hurt, and it didn't seem to bother them very much. Um, what else? They 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 um, end up with the chicks. Oh, I, there was the one thing that uh, I liked they did with uh, Gary's parents is somehow Lisa just convinced Gary's dad that Gary didn't exist. Yeah. So the mom's like, "Hey, there's Gary in the Ferrari," and he's like, "Who's this Gary guy you keep talking about? Like, that, how does that play out?" That was a pretty funny through line that just kept going throughout the movie. That was really, I I enjoyed that yeah, part Gary's too. Gary's parents were funny. Um. Yeah. Uh. All in all, still, I still really enjoyed this movie. It's nostalgic for me. Very funny. Anthony Michael Hall is really good. He's really funny. Um. 
Bill Paxton's amazing. Kelly LeBrock is so hot. And her- not just 80s hot. No. Oh, yeah, they turn him into like a Job of the Hutt kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did he have to pay? Because he looks just like Job of the Hutt. Does, was there a, a royalty that needed to be paid? Or was this like a they used they called Industrial Light and Magic and they like used the same people that Maybe, did Star Wars? Did they ever put I think they never rescued the grandparents, though. They were still in the closet. Right. Well, I think everything kind of turns back to normal, like all the books. I mean, I'm at I have the movie. Everything goes back to normal. But the grandparents. Right. Not <laughs> Nani and Dottie or something. Yeah. Also, why are the is Chet can't pick the parents? He can't drive out to O'Hare and grab the parents. They take a taxi from the fucking airport back to their own house. Also, they couldn't they couldn't park in the long term. And then uh, the final, final scene. They're back at Shermer High School, which is Gary and Wyatt's high school. Yeah. Right. Yes. Is this supposed to be a different year? No, I think it's it's a a gym class of of I would say boys, except like half the dudes look look like they're in their 40s. Yeah, they're men. It's a gym class of men in high school. Shermer High School. And then she. She shows up. She's a, looking, looking ridiculous. She's not the gym. She's the gym teacher, and she has one of those leotards on that were on, that they like. I thought only existed in porn, because it's like one. It's like the full leggings, right? And then it has the two, the two um, shoulder straps that you pull up yeah. over your. They're like suspenders. Yeah, and so it just like frames your tits, and it, but it doesn't cover your tits, so you have to wear like a shirt on underneath it. And of course, because she's Lisa and she's banging, she's got like a halt or a um like a cutoff uh shirt on that just like barely covers her boobs, and she's like supposed to be the teacher. Is that is that a right, appropriate but- way for a teacher to dress? Right, but is that the high school where Gary and Wyatt are going to be like, yes. hey, weren't you the woman at the party yeah, the other night? Yeah, like, that's right. That would be I mean, a little I confusing. I like the final scene that right. was like silly, That, but it doesn't make sense that she'd be at the same high school. So yeah. then Gary and Wyatt, oh, do they? I, it's weird. I'm actually watching the scene right now. Well, one guy's really little. So, and mean, he's really old looking. Right. And they're already all sweaty and class hasn't even started yet. And here she is. She's got the, the leotard thing on. Oh, she's got the thing. Oh, no, it's it's the leotard that goes over the leggings, but doesn't cover the breasts. And then she's got the cutoff shirt on and the curly hair. I mean, she, oh, my God, the little guy looks like he's 47 years old. Yeah. It's like a, and, a gym class for accountants. And then she's like, drop and give me 20. And then they all fall. They all um, clutch their forehead. Yeah. And fall to their backs. And then she just looks at the screen and it's over. Um, it's, it's funny. I yeah. mean, it, it's one more look at her. I, I get it. Yeah. But I think it would have just worked a little bit better if it wasn't Shermer High School. Yeah. Yeah. She Because you've because she tells them. She's like, all right, my time is done here, guys. I got to go. And they're like, oh, do you have to go? And she's like, yep, I got to move on. And But then she moves on to their same high school. Does she live in Wyatt's room or like what's, <laughs> yeah. how does she get, uh, I guess she does magic. So she could probably get an apartment or something. <laughs> it's weird. I confusing. mean, yeah, you, if you can create Ferraris at a no, nothing, she's going to raise enough funds so she can afford an apartment. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, well, you know, and she's just, she's one of those people that just like everything works out for her anyway. So it's like not, she's just charms her way around because she's like the, the perfect creation. She's got the mind of Albert Einstein and the body of a supermodel and all that. And, and she's British. So the world is her oyster. Uh, okay. Anything else to add? No, it was fun. It, it's good. It, 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 it's, it's got problems, but it's good. It's got problems, but it was good. Um, we're not done with Gary. Right. We got Gary in a different movie next right. week. Vacation. We're going to be reviewing Vacation, the classic back-to-back Anthony Michael Halls. With John Hughes writing. Right. Um, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll catch up with that next week for Ed Daily. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 330 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We... We'll see you next week. TBLS, hell yes, the lifestyle's baller. Podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Talking loud, comments, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS. The lifestyle's baller And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller